0: Hey, what's up? It's your boy, Corey Deanna-Lewis, founder of The Healthy Project and host of The Healthy Project podcast. My mission is to bring awareness to health and wellness concerns that are impacting our communities. On this podcast, you'll learn strategies to improve your health from health professionals from around the world that are trying to make an impact in people's lives. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Project Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Dion Lewis. Got special guest in the building today, Dr. Elizabeth Hughes. Uh, Dr. Hughes, thank you so much for being on today. I appreciate it.
1: I am thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: <laughs> no problem. Absolutely. So you have you have quite the, from where you started to where you're at now, kind of you know, story and, and how you go about with, you know, how you you talk, how you think about health. So I would love for you to kind of explain that your story how how you started and you know where you're at now
1: yeah okay so i am I am a completely conventionally trained doctor you know and for most of my uh well I don't want to say most for probably a good ten years of my career after I finished um, medical residency and and medical training I just narrow focus, just like straight, straight on, straight up doctor. And then a couple things started to happen. Uh, the big thing that started to happen was that I noticed that people were coming to me with, or when I was talking with people, they were having beliefs. They would say things like, I'm too old to heal. Uh, I've had an injury. Uh, it's never going to get better. The doctor says this is chronic. I, you know, I'm just going to have to live with it. Cancer runs in my family and things like that. And for a long time, I, I sort of said, okay, yeah, sure. And then I just, one day I said like, "Hmm, those things aren't actually true like biologically there's not a whole lot of basis for some of these really common beliefs people have all of those things that i just said in general don't have any biological basis for it and and then i had one really uh, dramatic experience of a patient where she had said, I'm too old to heal. And I said, well, no, th- no, you're not. And she had had a chronic leg wound and, and nothing had made it better for months and months and months and months. And three weeks after our conversation, this wound, this chronic leg wound was completely gone when you know, six months of intensive wound care therapy with the latest bandages had done nothing for it. And I didn't mm. do anything except talk with her <laughs> and I was like oh wow <laughs> what so what what happened here why right. why is it first off why have I never paid attention to this before why aren't other people doing it why um, and why isn't medical school teaching us this like that's the really important you know the, right. the big important question and the other the I mean and frankly the other thing that so uh, Smoldering in the background here was the recognition that I went into medical school. I went into medicine in the first place to make people feel healthy. And, you know, after a decade of, of treating people, I was still treating the same people. Like I wasn't actually right. making anyone healthy.
0: Just put so a bandaid on it
1: exactly exactly and so all of a sudden i've got this this like you know one patient and then another couple patients where they make a total 180 shift in their health you know almost overnight uh, and are truly healthy where you know a decade of of medical training and and all of this practice wasn't doing it it wasn't getting the results so i um i am nothing if not persistent and (laughs) thorough. (laughs) And so I'm like, I am going to figure this out. I'm going to go and, and really look at what's the research on how we think, how I think we're going to talk about how we relate. What are those other X factors of health that make some people, you know, with a fatal illness recover? You know, some people who are told you're never going to walk again, a few of them do like, so what's the difference there? Why, why are we, um, why are we satisfied with average health and, you know, and the statistics and not all going for extraordinary.
0: Right. And th- there's, there's two questions I have there. One, you kind of briefly ex- talked about how some of these things that you've experienced are not really taught in medical, medical school. So my first question is why is that? Why do you, why do you think some of these things is it, may- is it maybe just too outlandish or too hard to believe, but, There are some that have a lot of research behind it. So, why do you think some of these things are not taught in medical school? school?
1: Okay, I love that question. So, I'm going to go back and do a little bit of medical history. Until you know, probably about 120 years ago, uh, we didn't have any medicine. Like there was no anesthetic. There was no, you know, going to a doctor, getting surgery done and and was all, uh, it was dangerous. Like, you know, you didn't want to see a doctor. And And so much of what I'm talking about has been known in medical culture, both in the Western world, but also in, you know, Eastern medicine and Indian medicine for not, not just a few years for millennia. Like this is the basics of Ayurveda. It's the basics of Chinese medicine in many ways. Uh, uh, so, so what I think happened is that we, as a culture, got blinded by science. Science mm-hmm. that made things so compelling and and provided such a rapid acceleration of um, progress in medicine that we've just forgotten everything else. It was like this group amnesia. And so, you know, you get to this age where I am and you're like, my grandmother doesn't remember, you know, I didn't grow up with a grandmother who had a grandmother who, you know, made a poultice out of, you know, dirt and mushrooms or whatever it was that, you know, <laughs> the indigenous medicine of The northern Minnesota was like so. She didn't. They didn't have it anymore, and it's just been forgotten. So, so I really actually think it's this fascination with science has all the answers, and uh, a switch to. I mean, in so much of our lives, it's not just medicine, but the idea that the material, the stuff we accumulate, the stuff we see, is the key to our happiness and our well-being, and Mm -hmm. medicines no different.
0: Right. It's kind of just kind of taking over which is a good thing. I mean, we don't, we don't want to see science as a bad thing.
1: Right. Right. But The crazy thing, you, you said it. I mean, absolutely. There is science sort of stuck in between the big pharmaceutical research on the blockbuster drugs that I don't want to sound too much like a conspiracy nut, but you know, 80 plus percent of medical research is paid for by pharmaceutical companies. Big red Yeah. Universities don't have the money for it anymore. They actually go to the pharmaceutical companies, your government, the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, or or the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, they're not funding research anymore. So all research gets funneled to something that's eventually going to make someone money. And, you know, like changing your mindset or having a good relationship is not going to make a pharmace- a pharmaceutical company money. And then it becomes, you know, to the question, the research that's published gets turned into textbooks, gets taught to medical students. And so you have this, this lens at the very beginning that says, okay, we need marketable cures Mm -hmm. And that's how it trickles down into medical curriculum. And then you have generations of doctors who don't know anything else.
0: Right. that's what they've been taught. And that's all all they know.
1: Right. Exactly. Exactly.
0: So, you know, as we, as we spoke about before Dr. Hughes, you know, I'm currently writing a book, Better Self, and there's a, there's a section that I am, um, writing about about love. When we connected, you know, I saw you talk a lot about or we're talking a lot about the you know relationships as medicine. And I my eyes just got wide because that's kind of where I've been really, really looking at this as, you know, how so I would love to get your your thoughts as you know thoughts on relationships as health. You know, how what does the data show that you know how relationships benefit your health?
1: Yes. Okay. I love this topic. Um, But, but I'm going to tell you that while I love the topic medicine, because medicine always studies the negative, there's a lot more data on how loneliness impacts your health than there is how relationships benefit. So we have to extrapolate. I mean, there is some uh, out there, Um, but loneliness to, to back things up, I'll back up just a little bit. Part of our survival as humans is that we need connection. We need the, the the strength of a tribe. Even introverts like me need to feel a sense of belonging. And we are wired to, to experience loneliness or separation from the tribe as a type of pain a psychological pain but it is a pain as well and and that pain is a threat to our survival as i said and that threat to our survival then totally changes the biochemistry Activates the fight or flight response, activates the sympathetic nervous system, pumps your body full of cortisol and epinephrine, and then you know down from there, your immune system is affected, your metabolism is affected, your blood flow is affected, your ability to sell, you know, repair your cells are affected. It, it's a huge ripple when you are spending time in um, that state of fight or flight, even if you're adjusted to it. Even if you're used to feeling like that, it doesn't mean your body is actually functioning optimally. So that's the background of why relationships help because they reverse that fight or flight response. You have the sense of, I'm safe, I'm safe. And when you have that that sense, when you have that as a, a physical truth for yourself, then your body's immune system starts functioning properly. Then your body, you know, regulates its blood pressure. Then it, uh, you know, doesn't uh, doesn't blast out your adrenal glands, your stomach and your intestines function properly. Your, um, you know, your body and the immune system is not just uh, looking at bacteria and things like that, but it's your cancer surveillance. You know, so because your immune system is is constantly on the lookout for abnormal cells, which, of course, are cancer. And so when you, you need a healthy immune system in order to avoid cancer.
0: Right. That makes a lot of sense. So what yeah. can. Sorry, go ahead.
1: So what I did want to say is the studies that have been done were. Um, Have been, have looked at things like what happens on average to people with high levels of social connectedness versus high levels of loneliness, or you could say low levels of social connectedness. And on some of these parameters, like markers of inflammation, Uh, BMI, body mass index, or waist circumference, or average blood pressure, you see a real difference. And the difference, for instance, in blood pressure between uh, social connected and not socially connected is as much as a blood pressure medicine will give you. Like it's that that, that profound.
0: Wow. So what can someone do? Like, especially now, you know, during you know the pandemic a lot of places are still kind of shut down things are kind of opened up depending on where you're at in the country right. but you know for that for someone who's longing for that connection or whatever what can what can someone do to kind of improve in that area
1: yeah that's that's a great question and um it's it's a challenge i'm not even gonna say so But here's what I will caution. There is a difference between being around people and being, you know, and and then being truly connected. Right, right. And you don't need that many connections to actually have this benefit. You just need, you know, one person that you feel, this person understands me. This person is there for me. This person, uh, you know, has my back. That's what you need. You just need a couple of those connections. And those, you know, I can, can, I maintain some of those connections by long distance, just because I grew up on the East Coast and now I live on the West Coast. You know, that's how it has to be. And that actually isn't something that needs, distance needs to stand in the way of.
0: Right, and that was my that was kind of my next question. I'm glad you kind of answered it for me. Was like you know pre-COVID or even you know long, long time ago, connections usually were you know your tribe or your community where you you were in person, you were connect, you were together. And now it's weird because our together is like this through Zoom with like seven or eight people in a Zoom call. And you know, I'm just I'm curious on if um that connection is i mean i know it's not the same but can you get the same kind of benefit benefits being you know like this i I guess or something like you know what i mean
1: i i okay so i'm not you know like from a data standpoint i can't tell you and i don't know that there's ever going to be something (laughs) like that looked at it um uh and it is i mean what is interest well Let me enter the question and then I'll say what I think is interesting. So I actually do believe with, um, it takes more effort, but yes, I do believe that long distance connections can work. People have long distance relationships. People are, you know, stationed in the military or or separated and manage to maintain that family connection. And it just takes more planning and more Mm. work and more commitment on both parties. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Now, I do think that, um, gosh, if I could go back in time a year, maybe I'd start preaching this a year ago. <laughs> but I do actually think that um, the time that you spend and the way you actually maybe connect with a little bit more intention is uh, a, a learned skill that everybody has to understand. And I'm wondering that, here was the interesting thing, the sort of a rise in burnout, the rise in um uh, in, uh, people having sort of the pandemic blurs day. And there's a lot more, I I know in a lot of people, there's a lot more anxiety. There's been a lot more weight gain. I mean, like pretty dramatic, some Mm -hmm. pretty dramatic studies on weight gain over the course of the pandemic. And I almost think that it is this lack of intentional interpersonal connection that could be part of what's going on.
0: Right. So, from what I'm hearing, it's, it's all about the intention. Whether you're on a Zoom or in person, the intention right. of connection has to be there.
1: Absolutely, and and um, to get you know really super duper personal, uh, I I've had periods of time where I have been surrounded by people who were you know I was with people all the time and still felt incredibly lonely. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and sadly people do, you know, you, you don't have people who are willing to see you good and bad, willing to, you know, love you no matter what, what happens. And that doesn't, you know, you don't necessarily uh, get that in, let's say a work environment. I mean, that's, you know, the reality of, of medical training is you are with your classmates all the time. And they are going through the same horror that you are and they right. actually don't have your back necessarily.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, you know, uh, Dr. Hughes, with that, everything that you've you know you've learned from, you know, the, when you were in med school to your experiences and the things that you've learned with your experiences, uh, what how do you work with your patients today? You know, how is how is how do you combine the two?
1: So um, I, I will be honest, it is impossible to combine the really?
0: two. Really?
1: Mm. Yes. The um, Again, I'm going to sound a little bit like I'm standing on my soapbox, but I will do that for a second. <laughs> the way, and I know you know this because you work in a busy health clinic as well, the way the medical system uh, reimburses for care is designed on the shortest possible interactions with the doctor. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad. It is the the shortest possible thing. And what is really striking about all the research on placebo effect is that that interaction that you get in a study. This is why medicines work in studies really well, is because the researcher is there spending time and being interested in the patient and and has good expectations for what's going to happen. And when you're you know you're seeing a patient every ten minutes, which you know is barely break even for a doctor, yeah. then uh, you you end up not having the time for that. Right. Which is so totally. so and so to your question, how can I combine them? I can't because when I work in the regular medical model, there isn't time. I mean, unless I get lucky. This is why I like doing surgery because I can, as a dermatologist, I'm a I'm a dermatologist, so my patients are awake, and I can do surgery and we can talk at the same time. (laughs) But other than that, I usually don't get uninterrupted. You know, forty five minutes to an hour with a person.
0: Right. It you know it is kind of same. You know when kind of there was a study that I like that kind of talked about it compared all these different uh, weight loss diets together. Um, And they had, there was a group that strictly did the weight loss diet, whether it was Dash or Atkins or whatever the case may be. But there was a group that did same eating plan, but with behavioral support. And they found that there was a a significant difference in weight loss with the group that had behavioral support. But what it also said was that behavioral support was weekly. Like they were meeting with someone weekly for 40 minutes every week outside of, you know, you see your doctor, doctor says, hey, you should lose some weight. I'll see you in three months.
1: Yeah. It's it's got to be intense. I mean, there is no there's no way around it. The thing about it is though, the thing is once you start to have these connections and once you learn how to make these connections with others. It becomes easier, it becomes Mm -hmm. sort of part of your lifestyle that you build in and it no longer feels like something you harmful. And two people get healthy with one medical intervention. No, you and your friend, your sister, your your cousin, whatever it is. Both of you. It's like a twofer.
0: Right (laughs) that yeah, yeah. So it's a win-win for everybody. Right. So and again, I you know, what can you know, what are some, you know, simple you know, strategies is someone can use, you know, when they're trying to connect, maybe they have a group and they, like you said before, they, they feel, they still feel alone. You know, how can somebody improve that feeling of trying to be more connected?
1: If you are having a feeling of not being connected, someone else in the group is too. And it just takes this, this one person to stand up and say, Hey, I feel like, we're all together and yet i'm i'm there's something missing like like that one person who says you know we're all sitting in a room here and i don't feel like anyone knows sees me i know who i am <laughs> and, <laughs> right, right and someone else is going to say me too and the person who says me too well you know there you have that connection made i mean we we are all very very different people but mm. a lot of our basic internal needs are the same. We all need the same thing. And we all have the same breaks put on them though. Oh, I can't speak up. I can't. And so that when you're that, that person that says, you know, Hey, anybody here want to like, (laughs) you know, really talk about this, let's do it. Somebody else is going to go. Yes. Yeah. I right. yeah. needed to right. hear that. <laughs> I right. need that too.
0: Right, right. Um, at the beginning of our conversation, uh, you know, you talked about you seeing these patients healing themselves without really a whole lot of intervention. I guess you know current interventions. Right. Um, can you talk about that a little bit? A little bit more. Kind of like what? What were some of these? What was the mindset of these people? Can you kind of can you get into that mindset a little bit?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the, there, are there's a whole bunch of different specific beliefs that people have. Like for instance, the person who felt that she was too old and every doctor and every nurse that she had seen, had said, you're too old. This isn't going to heal. That's so that's one set of, of beliefs are the sort of my, the, the belief that health inevitably declines. Like I, I, I haven't really thought about it like this, so I'm sort of thinking on the fly. But there's this this belief that health declines. I get older. I'm once I'm injured. Once a condition started, it can't get better. So that's sort of right. one set of beliefs people have. Another set of beliefs is it's not. I'm not really worth my own effort. These are often people who are natural caregivers, who are busy making sure everybody else is feeling well and leave themselves as the very last thing on their priority list. And for them, it's to say, wait, I have to be first. I have to be first. Uh, And and a really dramatic one uh, person that I saw was um, a person with uh, psoriasis. And I'm a dermatologist, so I see all these are skin diseases. But she had a a form of psoriasis that was very, very, very... intense on her palms and and the bottom of her feet on her soles so she could barely walk and she couldn't really move her hands it was Mm. like there wasn't much body surface area involved but it was completely debilitating Mm. and when she knew there was one thing that she needed to do to make herself better she knew like she just knew but she just put herself as the last priority and when she said all right I am going to care for myself and I'm going to do this, you know, make sure that I go first. It it all turned around. But it was, it turned around so fast, it wasn't just the thing she did. <laughs> it wasn't just the thing right. she did. It was, it was more, it was just so fast. Right. And, and you know, and for her, she just knew that it was um. I mean, it's so funny. She knew that smoking was making it worse. She just knew because she had tried to quit smoking before and it had gotten better. And she just didn't feel like, oh, the only way to make myself relax at the end of a busy day is to have a cigarette. And I just need my cigarettes because I'm so frazzled with everything else that was demanded. Right. She's like, no, I'm going to put me first so I don't need the cigarettes. And then her right. hands cleared, too. And she stopped smoking.
0: Isn't that so interesting? I I hear that. I know I need to do this, but I just need that. Like I need fill in the blank. I need that cigarette, or I need exactly. that drink at night. I know I should stop, but you right. know what else right. am I gonna do? Right, <laughs> like
1: and so a lot of times that is uh, that is from the sense that your own health and well being has to be at the bottom priority, and then you you get what you need. Only when you're desperate and frazzled and it has to come fast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that a lot at work. (laughs) I need to lose, you know, I need to get surgery tomorrow. So I need to lose 60 pounds by next week. You know so yes, exactly like that, exactly
1: that. so help me do that. I you know I've had a bunch. So the, so we talked I just want to add one more mindset. So there's the mindset yeah. of health declines. there's the mindset of uh, I you know I don't my health is the lowest priority. And then there's the there is a mindset I guess I'd more call it a shift where, Some often people know that their bodies are trying to tell them something. People will have this little intuitive thought in the back of their head that says, I'm still really angry at my brother for what he did. And I think it's related to my, you know, my thyroid problems. And they will have like this feeling that there's something connected, but they're not, they oftentimes are unwilling or or they don't want to seem crazy. So they don't want to talk to their doctor about, you know, the grief over their dog getting hit when they were seven mm-hmm. years old and why they're having asthma, like, you know, at age 35. So people also, the mindset is the, the body works, you know, I don't want to share this or pay attention to this intuitive thing that I know.
0: <laughs> right. Cause sometimes to some people, it may seem you may seem crazy to them like right what
1: right right and so you're trying to make the doctor happy and so you're doing all the you know all of the things yes i'm using my inhalers and i'm still having asthma attacks and in the back of your mind it's going i have grief i have grief i have grief i have grief and these these strong unpurged unprocessed emotions Stay locked in the body. There's a great book called uh, The Body Keeps the Score by uh, Dr. Bessel van der Koff. And it's, you know, he talks really about that. Uh, there's there's a bunch of books about that. So that would be another mindset that, that um, you know, I don't want to sound crazy. I know this, but I don't want to sound crazy. And I'm afraid of bringing it up and then facing whatever it is.
0: I, I would Grief almost- anger. Right. I would almost kind of just to kind of connect it back to relationships as medicine. I almost feel like having a great community of people to share that with would be be, be a wonderful thing.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And that um, because, again, like we talked about a moment ago, if you are having this problem, someone else is too. Mm -hmm. someone else needs someone else needs to share just as much. And by sharing these stories and having that vulnerability, we actually all get healthier. We think it's a we think it's a liability.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's not.
1: That is not. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We 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 gotta we gotta be strong all the time and, right. and not not break down.
1: Yeah, I know, like you um, know, okay. we're our black and white, you know. <laughs> like, I know that's what I'm wearing right now, but that's, you
0: know. Yes, and be and just be all strong, be strong all the time. But some, it's not healthy, you know. It's some, not healthy. Sometimes not healthy.
1: It's not healthy.
0: You know, with you know, we kind of briefly talked about the pandemic a little bit and, and how that's kind of made us, you know, connect differently. Um, where do you see? you know, as, as far as, you know, relationships and a lot of the things that you work on, where do you, th- where do you see the future? You know, once COVID has ran its course and now and things go back to normal, where do you think things go from here or some sense uh, of normal? Some sense some of, kind normal. of normal. Wow.
1: I, so I haven't, um, let, let me, I'm going to paint the vision that I'd love to see that I'd really like to see mm-hmm. here's what when we're all able to move around again I I really hope that we all appreciate the togetherness that we have that that we don't, lose that and get to the point where we take these connections for granted. But we've seen the side the flip side and the pain of being separated and not spending holidays together, grandparents not hugging grandchildren for, you know, a year. Yeah. And we, and we I just hope that that does not fade into the background and that we get that same joy out of every in person connection that we do after that first one when you're like, oh, oh thank God, I can <laughs> have you over for dinner. Like, it's been, <laughs> you
0: know,
1: yeah. like, like, we should be celebrating that uh, regularly and don't forget it.
0: Good word. I really, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Dr. Hughes, Thank you so much for your time. If someone listening wants to get in contact with you and learn more about what you're doing these days, where can they reach, where can they reach you?
1: So my website's my name, elizabethhughesmd.com.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Dr. Hughes, again, thank you so much for your time. And um everyone, thank you for listening. Uh will at you next time.